Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. Hey, what up, guys? Thank you so much for being here. Um, real quick, just going to get into it, man. We're going to talk about UFC. We're going to talk about uh, some crazy things that happened this week. Um, not a long podcast. Uh, I got my boy, my best friend, comedian, former college wrestler, soon-to-be college graduate, Augustus Boyd. So uh, let's get into it. AB. Hey. What's up, AB? Not much, man. Just another dream. Whose dream, bro? Because it might no, be your... not mine. <laughs> might be my nightmare, you know? Nah, it could be. If I woke up one day and I saw that in the mirror, I'd be like, oh, no. It'd be the best day of your life. Oh, man. What's going on, buddy? Not much, man. You know? Just, uh... Hanging out with Russell. He's here for the week. Hanging out with uh, Carl. We're going to go hang out at his place today. Grill out some pork chops uh, by the pool. He's got a pool and we're just going to do that. Nice, man. I'm going to do that like literally right after this podcast. Oh, yeah. We we just got an RV. We're about to go on an RV trip. And then we're going up to Sacramento and then uh, tonight. And then we're going. I'm going to Portland. They're going to like Montana or something. They're going to do a. Go through a few states, go see Yellowstone and stuff yeah. like that. My cousin, um, who's Caden's age, just flew in last night. So they're going to have a fun trip. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. Uh, I think this summer, dude, I'd love to come back up to Oregon. Dude, you should, man. You yeah. should, bro. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so I'm we're, we're going to leave at noon or so, so I'm probably going to make this not quick, but kind of rush, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm ready to get over there and uh, uh, hang out. Yeah, for sure. Well, before we get into it, uh, first of all, if you're listening, thank you so much for listening. If you're watching this, thank you again for watching this. Um, make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, as of right now, we're not running any ads. So um, the best way you can help us, if you enjoy this podcast, if you like it, if uh, something we said made you think, made you laugh, uh, maybe gave you some hope for the future, um, just share it. Just share it with one person. Like I said, we don't run any ads. Um, so, you know, the best way this yeah, grows. Yeah, we've had plenty of opportunities. Like, we've had people approach us asking to run, you know, ads for them. And we're like, you know what? No, we're just, we're just doing this for the people right now. You know, just not really. But, you know. Anyway, um, so, yeah, just share it. Just, uh, just spread the word. Spread the love. Uh, we try to keep it pretty clean. Um, between Gus and I, some guests I've had on are not clean, but, uh, you know, it's my podcast. I get to talk to whoever I want to. So, um, thank you guys, dude, let's freaking get into it before we talk about, we're going to talk about UFC 249. That's probably gonna be the the main, but before we do, I got to tell you something crazy that happened. I want to tell you yesterday on mother's day, but it's still mother's or mother's anyway. Um, bolt, shut up. My dog's crying. Um, so, dude, okay, before I tell you this, I, I want you, I just want you to know, like, whatever your reaction to this is, is going on the internet. 
So there's no editing your reaction to what I'm about to tell you. And I just want you to be fully prepared because I, it's not like a funny story, but somebody might hear it and think it is. So the other day, my mom, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I'm getting into here. I feel like I'm about to get in trouble. So my mom asked me if I want to go to the vet with her to take Bolt. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. She's like, okay. So she goes. She comes back. She tells me what happens. She's like, Christian. I go there. I go in. I'm sitting out. I'm taking Bolt or whatever. And, you know, I come back to the car. I've been standing because you got to stand outside or whatever and wait probably been about 30 minutes i come back to the car and i look and the guy in the car next to me is masturbating and looking at me this dude is in the parking lot of a vet masturbating to my mom and she didn't even see his face all she saw was his stuff and then she like screams runs off like tells people she's like do not go over there like calls the cops takes a picture of his car no plates by the way the lady next to him was like my husband will go like he'll 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 chase him down the husband i guess is like smoking a cigarette like oh i'm not not chasing anybody don't don't put me don't put me in this box (laughs) wasn't my wife how crazy is that? That's insane. Dude, I told my mom, I was like, I don't know if it would have been good or bad if I would have gone. Because honestly, if I, like, first of all, I don't think if he sees somebody like me, he's going to do that. But let's just say for the off chance that that does happen and I see it. Dude, I, I think I'd probably kill somebody. Like, I legitimately think I'm in prison right now, like facing, like, I don't know, like, what my defense would be. But I would definitely be exercising my right to be silent until a lawyer came in and said, hey, what happened? How are we getting you out of this? Like, how do you, how do you react to something like that? I don't even know. It would catch me so off guard. The only way I could think to react to it is break the window and pull him out of it. Because what if he's got a gun? You know? I don't, that, that's just me. Like, I'm not... Yeah. Crazy. My mom gets back and tells me I don't even know how I would react. I really don't. Uh... It's like, I don't you like never really people. know, like, for me, I never really know until I'm put in those positions, you know. Dude, crazy. Absolutely crazy. But, yeah, so, another crazy Sir. thing, another crazy thing happened to my family this week. First, we're, we're freaking reviving meth heads, and now we got people masturbating. That was terrible. Does it matter? It's all the same. Is it, though? I don't know. I'm probably going to be like, it is not all the same. That is such a bigoted statement. Meth is what meth is way cooler than heroin. Yeah, right. you would know. Go down, man. Uh, bro, I'm freaking. Did I tell you, I'm moving up to the gym, and living in a gym. I'm gonna Sorry, be living the fighter man. life, man. That's crazy. So, in other words, you're homeless. I'm, pr- yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I gotta pay rent. I gotta pay rent to be homeless. Oh my gosh. Um. No. So yeah, they're. I guess they got dorms at the gym. They're going to let me rent out one until I find a place. I already got a roommate, so it's honestly probably going to be like not that much more once I 
because I've looked at some places up there, but I want to be in a better like position when I start looking at places, you know, like to where I can drive and go check it out. But they sent me the schedule yesterday, man, like six days a week, couple two a days, like dude, it's I'm gonna be it's it's gonna be fun. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. You go there and what give it three months, man, you'll probably make some leaps and bounds. Dude, I've been doing I've been doing boxing training down here. Like I've been spending I haven't been able to save a lot of money up just because I've been spending $160 a week on boxing. Like yeah. just because like I feel like that's a bigger investment, you know? Yeah. And like from my first practice to my last practice, dude, like it's like night and day. Yeah. So I felt wow. cuz if you think like, you know, most practices last like an hour to an hour and a half. But that's like a practice, like a classroom setting. Now if you think like Okay, a one-on-one teaching for an hour to an hour and a half? Like, that's, I mean, that's got to be the equivalent of, like, 10 practices, right? Well, I guess it depends. It all depends. I don't know. I'm yeah, going to say it like is. Like, what's, what's done in that day? I think, yeah, there could be, there's definitely these advantages uh, to doing the personal training, getting that one-on-one time and really <clears throat> focusing on learning skills. Like, for skills, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Are we going to talk about UFC 249? show man oh my gosh Uh, first of all i mean let's i mean let's let's just go up and down the card i'll just talk about like some of the fights i didn't get to see see all of them because like our like our connection went out for a little bit but i saw most of them like i saw like you saw the main and co-event or co-main yeah yeah okay okay. yeah Um, i saw all those i saw an i saw an just bum rush that dude dude and just knock him dude he did what there was no there was like he's like this guy's going out in in twenty seconds. Like there was no like skill. It was like I'm just gonna throw ten haymakers and hopefully one lands. I mean, it, but it was yeah. so like it was so formed though. Like there, I mean, I say there was no skill because it's not like you wouldn't go in with that game plan to a boxing coach and him be like, yeah, that's exactly what we want to do. They'd be like, no. But when you've got the power like Ngannou and you've got the speed, I mean, dude, he was throwing. I mean, they, I those were some of the fastest punches I've ever seen. And, and they were like, I mean, they probably had like 2000 pounds of pressure each. Dude, he's so jacked. He's so big. He's just like, if somebody like that came after me, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm doing the hundred yard dash, man. That's what's going on. That's what happened. I was listening to the best self defenses. I was listening to, <laughs> I was listening to Andy Frisella, the, um, uh, the owner of, um, first form or the CEO of first form, the company I'm trying to get sponsored by. He was on his podcast yesterday. He was like, "I, I we got a saying at the office. If I'm running, you better freaking start running too because that means something bad's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so that, real, it's the same thing. Like he's just a freaking – I hope he's retired by the time I get in. You know? I'm just kidding. That's a, that's a bad dude. No, I want to fight him. One day. Not right now, but one day. But yeah, that was crazy. And then, um, well, let, I mean, shoot, well, did you see? Did you see Cowboy and? I did. And that was the one we couldn't see, man. That was like right when we started it. Dude. Like the connection went down. There was two fights that stood out to me. So Verdum, one of my old training partners, fighting Alexi Olenek, which both those guys, like I thought Verdum won. I thought it was a bad decision. I thought Verdum had him two rounds to one. Whatever controversy, in my opinion, there. Um, and then. Freaking Cowboy goes out and fights Pettis. Dude, Cowboy wins all three rounds and loses by split decision. It was the most, it was ridiculous. It was absurd. 
So the judges, even Chael talked about it on his podcast. He's like, the judges, man, they were seeing something else tonight. They were watching some different fights than the rest of the world was watching. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, I mean, Cowboy comes out. I thought, I mean, I thought it was a good fight. I thought it was exciting. And then, uh, main event, dude, freaking, would it start off with Jeremy Stevens and Calvin Cater? Or no, Greg Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was an interesting one. Because that dude's, uh, he's, a uh, he's kind of, I want, you know who I want to see? I want to see him, Hardy, and Ngannou. Dude, if, if you that's, get, that's, if that's you the get, fight. That's the if, fight right there. If you get Greg Hardy two more wins, that, that's a fight to make. But, See, I don't think Greg Hardy... Why not make it now? Why not make it now? Well, because Ngannou's in line for a title and Greg Hardy's not. I But okay, I but I was thinking the same thing. I was like, dude, that's a compelling fight because both these guys are heavy hitters. We haven't really seen either of these two like get wobbled or anything like that. Like, Dude, I honestly... Just two like, knockout dudes. Here's like, the just two like, just brood of men, knockout yeah, dudes. I mean, here's the thing. is like, Greg Hardy is an athlete. Like, and he's a proven athlete, you know? Like, and Ganu's not a proven athlete outside of the sport of mixed martial arts, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you yeah. look at him, you're like, that guy's probably an athlete. But yeah. it, Greg Hardy is a proven athlete outside of the sport of mixed martial arts. Like, in football, you know, all pro, stud, the end. But I don't even think it would be close, man. Like, I, I, I'm... I know they're both heavy hitters, but I think there's just something different in Ngannou. Like, I think Ngannou, like, I think football is probably Greg Hardy's sport, and he's just a really athletic guy that's been able to make fighting work. Dude, I think Ngannou is a fighter that found his, like, yeah. his calling in life. Like, legitimately, like, I think God was like, hey, if you don't figure out, I'm going to give you every clue in the world. If you don't figure out that you were meant to punch people in the face, like you're an idiot. Like there's no hope for you, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's just some people like that. And I don't think he can be world champ while Stipe is around or Daniel. I just don't think either of those guys are going to see him and say, yeah, I'm going to stand up with this guy. Like, no, they're going to take the wind out of his sails. Like they're going to, you have to, I mean, I don't see if you, if you get hit by that guy in the first, four minutes of a fight you're done yeah you can't take shots like that man nope and dude speaking of taking shots tony ferguson man just bro just let's just he get was into a punching it. bag the whole night dude what the okay let's well let's 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 talk about this because this is crazy this. i'm sorry oh my are gosh right are you seeing this lexi or not rosenstrike put on another 50 pounds after the fight oh well well what are you doing here, man? Dude, he, he won't leave my house. I told him to leave. He, he just keeps staying. Oh, you love me. Shut up. <laughs> Bro, what's that stash you got going on? You look good, Russell. Good to see you, buddy. Dude, dude that's, you, know, you should be thankful right now, uh, Barbell, because through the computer, you can't smell. <laughs> ah! <Nope. laughs> I gotta remember that time because that's gonna be the clip. That's gonna be the clip I put on YouTube. It's like you just being like you can't smell it. You getting popped in the face. Hey, Grandin. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. So let's let's get a little backstory before we talk about the actual fight because this is one of the coolest stories I've ever heard in my life. About mm-hmm. six months ago, uh, Justin Gaethje basically retires. He's. I'm on the phone, with my buddy. 
Justin Gaethje basically retires. This fight gets made. He says, I'm not going to fight again unless it's for a title. This fight gets made for the fifth time. Yeah. Falling through four times. Gets made. And he goes and says, when this fight falls through, I will be ready. Like, basically speaks it into existence. Like, if you guys want to blame somebody for COVID-19, like, get off the Trump train. It's Justin Gaethje's fault. <laughs> There's three people we've narrowed it down to. Justin Gaethje, Khabib, and Tony Ferguson. Okay? Probably Tony and Khabib because they've made the fight four times and things have happened. I saw a meme the other day. It was like, do not make this fight again. The We just made it. And something bad happened again. Like, next time we make it, everybody on the planet is going to die, probably. Like, So, anyway. So, he says, I will be ready when this fight falls through. Fight falls through two, like, less than two months ago. Falls through, like, a month and a half ago. And he takes the fight on nine days notice. Freaking, they give him another three weeks because of the postponement. And he goes out and starches Tony Ferguson. Like, absolutely starches him. When's the when's the interim world title? Crazy. Well, I love I loved at the end when he threw the belt on the ground. He's like, I want the real belt, you know. I was dude, like, respect, dude. Everything, like, he, everything he said, man, it was just like, like he was like talking about his parents, the hard work, talking about his faith, man, talking about like how he loves being in the cage, like everything he said, dude. Like I, I didn't know enough about Justin. One of my coaches out here um, just got back from Colorado and was training with him. So he was talking about like how good of a dude he was and stuff. So like there's a degree of separation there between me and him. But dude, like everything he said, man, I was like, golly, this guy, how, how can you not root for this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a man, dude. Like, so Ferguson would just come forward and, and, and uh, your boy, Chill Sonnen, like really broke it down the best on his little, on his little video, his fight analysis. Yeah, he was talking about Tony Ferguson coming in and he was, he was, uh, Gaethje was letting Ferguson spend all the energy. You know, he was letting him do all the stuff, and he was and, and Gaethje would just capitalize on any little mistake that he made. Boom, boom, get out of the way. Boom, boom, get out of the way. Yeah. And was just doing that all night. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but and maybe you didn't hear, but like about a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago, Gaethje said, "I got five fights left in me. Like the way I fight, like I'm a brawler. Like, cause he does. He's an all American wrestler. And my buddy that went out there to train with him, like he said, like. Gaethje told him, like, he hates wrestling. Like, he does not like, he doesn't train wrestling, like, in practice. Like, he doesn't use his wrestling in sparring. Like, he's an all-American wrestler, and he has zero takedown attempts in the UFC. Seven fights in the UFC, he has zero takedown attempts. That's crazy. Uh, Dude, I kind of, part of me loves that, dude. That's crap. Dude, he's a fighter, man. Like, first of all, I don't think it's the smartest thing, but when I saw him the other night, dude, he was, it was a different guy. He said he had five fights about a year and a half ago because the way he fights... Dude, he could fight another 20 times the way he fought the other night. Like, spectacular performance. Dude, he just, he was so calculated. It was, you know, he usually does the, you know, and Chael talked about this. He goes for two, takes two. But he just knows his shots are going to be harder. Dude, he he, yeah. he went, he went like, I mean, he would go for four and take maybe one or, or mm-hmm. you know, it was just like, dang. It was so calculated. And then Tony Ferguson, man, completely outclassed, but dude. Yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, he Respect. was just—he could just take those punches, man, just eating he, them, eating them, eating them, and then until you could tell he was literally like, if, like, he could have died if he if he takes some more of those. Like, he was shaking his head, like he was probably just seeing just crazy, just like everything was getting blurry. Yeah, you know, like good thing he that that stoppage was a good stoppage. It was a great stoppage. Herb Dean did an amazing job. Um, yeah. 
Yet Tony is just one of those guys, man, too tough for his own good. And I've never seen anybody, I've never seen a fight where two guys lived up to their name more. Justin Gaethje, the highlight. But then Tony, you know, his nickname is the El Kakui, which is the boogeyman in Spanish. Dude, if I was hitting that guy with that shots, those shots and he kept coming at me, man, I'd be like, this guy's, like, he's an undead monster. Like, there's, mm-hmm. like, he's a zombie. I mean, it was just, yeah. I've never seen anybody take shots like that. And come back, like, and you could hear them too. Like, there was no crowd. Yeah. It was just like every single shot boom, was like, boom, yeah. And like, I think they said something about that whenever they're going to the corners and like maybe the, after the first or second rounds. And I think they mentioned it like in Gaethje's corner. They were like, uh, like he were Gaethje was like, dude, I'm hitting him as hard as I can, and he's still coming or something like that. They talked about how he was just eating punches. Did you see? Um, yeah, man. They, I guess, uh, Greg Hardy said. Um, you know, cause he kept getting kicked in the leg. There was some funny moments in, in those fights. There was the, the one moment where, um, I think Joe Rogan said, uh, yeah, this guy, the guy that, uh, Greg Hardy fought, he's like, yeah, he could probably make it to two Oh five. And then DC goes, it's so hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just started laughing. But, uh, Greg, Greg went, uh, he was like, yeah, I heard Joe, you know, or D- Daniel, he's like, I heard Daniel saying something about not checking my kicks. And so I just started checking the kicks because I heard that. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's Daniel was, funny. Daniel That's how was quiet like, it was in there. That's so crazy. That's how quiet it was. And yeah, those shots, man, like just everyone. It was just great. I've One of the best fights I've ever seen. And honestly, one of the most impressed I've ever been with a performance. Yeah, there was also a, uh, another like really good fight. It was one of the prelims. Do you remember that, Russell? It was uh, like that. I think uh, it was a Brazilian guy and an American guy. I think the Brazilian guy won. Right? Uh, Vince uh, Luque. Vince Luque versus. Uh, that was a scrap too. That was a good fight. Was it Price? Nico Price. Yes. Nico Price. Yeah. Like yeah. Luque. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the fight. Yeah. I watched them all. I, I'm trying to remember it though. You gotta go watch that one again because that was a good fight. Did you that see Jeremy Stevens? Right? Yeah, Did you see Jeremy Stevens' head? Mm-mm. Dude, this guy, this guy Calvin Cater hit him with an elbow, bro. Canyoned his head like it was bad. I was like, oh, I can't watch this, man. Yeah, my mom. Yeah, she was. It's tough to see people get like just taking damage like that, especially you know if that's like your loved one or something like that, like your brother or your friend out there. You know, oh, my mom, she was watching for like a minute and she's like, I can't watch this. Like, I used to be able to watch this, but knowing this is what you want to do, like, I can't even watch this. Like, she was like, You better be a freaking badass or I'm, you're not going to do this. I was like, That's one reason why I don't want to do it, man. I don't want to get punched in the face earlier. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> you can say what you want, man, but that's just, that's just honest. I mean, but that's everything in life, though. Like, you don't want to, like, you don't. Cause well, I, I just know, like, it's like. No, it, yeah, but, like, but, it, but no, here, it's like, it's like risk versus reward. Like, is it worth it to you to be a world champ if you have to get punched in the face, you know, to oh, do yeah. it? Like yeah. for That's me, role is to do it. For me, yes, one hundred percent. But for some, like, but my mind's not the same as a lot of people's. You know, like I'm not. Yeah, you're just kind of like you're not like all the way developed your mind. I'm not so all there. I'm one hundred percent not all, all there. there. There's a couple bolts missing. For sure, man. I have to take freaking you know whatever's in this cup to freaking function. Gosh, are we doing drugs on the podcast? It's Adderall. Leave me alone. Oh my gosh, that's what they always start with, Adderall. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm gonna be the guy in the white truck freaking getting CPR done on him. Yeah, dude. 
Oh, I'll be like, I just wake up like, I've been in your shoes. Dude, hashtag pray for barbell. <clears throat> oh, that's a good hashtag right there, man. Um, And then, I mean, shoot, dude. We didn't even talk about the Coleman event. Hey, can you back the camera up a little bit? Yeah, is that better? No. Other way. There you go. Uh, Dude, Henry Cejudo goes out, has an amazing performance, and then retires like a stud. Yeah. Dude, good for him. Most good. people will be like, oh, why are you retiring? But they don't even understand. He, like, He's like, guys, I've been doing this since I was like 11. Like trying to be the best in the world at wrestling since I was 11 years old. Dude. And and people don't even they, – they can't even begin to imagine the amount of time and energy that he's put into his goals. They don't – they simply – well, that's the thing too is like, yeah, some guys wrestle in college and some guys do like, you know um, – you know, they do the Olympic run and everything, but that's when they're like, you know, 23, 24, you know, out of college. Henry Cejudo left high school for go doing college wrestling, like literally recruited by every single person, every single team because he was so young and such a project. He went and moved in the Olympic training center at 16 years old to pursue being an Olympic champion wins the Olympics at 21. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, and I think we're going to see this too. If we see Kyle Snyder, like a guy like Snyder or a guy like, um, uh, who's the, I mean, some of these young guys in the wrestling community that have been doing it. Like, um, uh, what's the guy at my weight class? Uh, Gable. Gox. Gable. Okay. Is these guys are so young and they've been doing it so long. They've been, when you're, when you're 15 years old thinking, I can win the Olympics in a couple years, like a few, like legitimately like thinking I can win the Olympics in a few years. And that's what you're training for. It's a different level of than some, even, even the, like the guy that's really good at high school trying to win a state title. The guy that's really good in college trying to win a national title. When you're 15 years old thinking like my next big title is going to be the Olympics. That's a different, that's just a different mindset. I mean, it's the same reason that gymnasts get out of the game real early on and they don't go back to Like they can't, I mean, it's, Obviously, their body doesn't hold up, but mentally, they're just done. And it's the yeah. same thing we're seeing. So the fact that he went to, what is he, 31, 33, something like that? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Great, great yeah. job on him. I thought it was an amazing career. I got thought. Two belts, got two belts in two different weight classes and defended both of them in top notch fashion. Uh, yeah, Against yeah. the best guys ever. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Is like he literally fought the best guys ever. Yeah, he wasn't facing any punks, man. He fought. Demetrius Johnson, arguably, arguably the best ever in terms of his weight class, like arguably like the, one of the like he's up there, like he's up there. And then you've got it's DJ like it's Joe like Shaw, Jones, Dominic Saint, Cruz, yeah, it's like Jones, Saint Pierre, and Demetrius Johnson are like Demetrius is just not as yeah. popular, but he's definitely in that mix of like greatest. Well, he ever. had the record, right? He was uh, most title he, defenses. Yeah, yeah, like he's insane. And 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 Cejudo whooped on him. I yeah, I didn't think that fight was close. I don't. People think yeah. it was close. People. Some people argued that Demetrius won. I was like, dude, he got taken down ten times yeah. and yeah. never did anything in the striking. Yeah. No. Cejudo won that and just clear cut. Then he then he face. then T.J. Dillashaw bumps down to fight him, knocks him out in thirty two seconds. Cejudo goes up in uh, to one thirty five for the vacant title. Faces Marlon Morales, who everybody thought was going to be the biggest killer in that whole division. TKOs him in the second round, I believe it was the second round, and then and then he just beat Cruz, right? That was his last fight. Yeah, was Marlon? 
I'm not sure. I think it I think was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. yeah, yeah, dude. Last two years, man, that's an unbelievable career. You 100% tip my hat off to Henry Cejudo. Crazy career, and then the last two years, man, is just like, sorry, excuse me. You know, he goes from, you know, Chael Sonnen's literally talking about him on the podcast. Like, Henry, you're being an idiot. Like, if you want to change your career, like, you've got to do something different. You can't just be another guy in the room. And then Chael told me this. He literally called Chael and was like, hey, man, like, what do I do to, like, take my career to the next level? And Chael gave him some advice. Henry took that advice, created the king of cringe. And, I mean, the rest is history, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for him, man. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and he's going to be, I mean, he's a a success story for sure. Like, and he's going to do whatever. I mean, he said he wants to get into real estate. I just don't think that guy can't succeed in what he does, you know? Yeah. With the name he's made for himself and, you know, he just wants to just do different stuff, you know, be on a different adventure. Yeah. You know, he's been doing this combat stuff all of his life. He wants something different and I think he'll be successful yeah, man, I think... And, and Dominic Cruz looked good. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. Dominic Cruz looked really good. Four years out, he looked big. I mean, Henry's mm-hmm. not like a... I mean, a tiny guy. Like, he's a... I feel like Henry's a full-blown 135-pounder now. And he yeah, looked... Henry's a short, stocky guy, and uh, Dominic Cruz is a little bit taller for that division, you know? Yeah. Uh, Dominic, I mean, he... I Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Dominic comes back and, and we see him in the mix. I mean, with this vacant title and stuff, I... I I can't imagine he wouldn't be in the mix at some yeah. some capacity, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think for me it was just encouraging seeing Cejudo retire because I don't want to be in the sport that long, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just think like there's this big, you know, like there's a lot of people that just like I, I'm trying to word this correctly, but you know the fact that Henry Cejudo's out now like it's gonna like people are gonna devalue the championship and i don't think that that's necessarily how it needs to be i i I feel like if you win a world title like you know even if the best guy is potentially out like you were the one that was there you know like it like let's say somebody doesn't make weight and you go and win the olympics like honestly like who cares nobody nobody remembers that guy yeah you know we just have, who's out there doing the damn thing? That's the yeah. thing, man. It's like who's who showed up this day. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing is like the schedule's been set. Especially, like not necessarily in the UFC, but like the schedule's been set. Like world titles being fought this time. Like if you're not there, you're not there. You know? Yeah. Like that's. I mean, that's that's. I feel like that'd be the same argument as like if somebody got a fluke win. It's like that guy's still a world champ. Yeah. Like they I were just, better like, than I. Do things is like the jungle. You know, people say, like, hey, there's no weight classes in the jungle. There's no X, Y, and Z here in the jungle. It's just Nate, like, just who who goes out there and gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who's the best man that day? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's I mean, when it comes to the top-notch level, a lot of the times that's just how it is. Like, who's who's the better guy that day for a lot of different things? Who was, who I've, was had rest, I've had wrestling matches with guys, in, like, in competitions, you know, where I beat them one day and then like the next tournament they beat me by a point and then I beat them by a point you know yeah it just happens yeah yeah I mean I I know guys that like sandbag in practice but they know how to compete and it's just like it's so frustrating but you can be frustrated by it or you can say you know what how do I learn from it I mean that's the thing is like I work hard but 
and, or, you know, not just me, but like somebody in general, like putting themselves in this mindset, you know, and, and you've been around guys like that, that like sandbag and practice, but somehow know how to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, we could probably name, you know, guys that we've wrestled with, but it's like, okay, well, how do I learn from it? Like, what do they got going on mentally that allows them to do that? You know, mm-hmm. cause complaining about it's not going to do anything. Yeah. You know, and that's something I learned because I've dealt with that. Like I've dealt with guys starting over me that didn't work harder. And I was like, yeah. or that I would beat in the practice room and, and it's just like complaining about this is going to do nothing. Whether yeah. or not I believe it's fair, mm-hmm. complaining doesn't do it. Because life ain't fair. It's not. And, That's the thing. You know, I think Matthew McConaughey said that in an acceptance speech or something. He's like, hey, guys, one thing you should know is life's not fair. It never has been. never will be. Yeah. So stop expecting it to be. You know? Yeah. No, some people are built differently. But this is my thing with that, too. And I'm kind of a, not a socialist, but a little bit more liberal on this is like if life's not fair – then why wouldn't I use what I've been given to like bless other people too, you know? Yeah, yeah, being charitable. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. You know, because like we've talked about this, but like, like let's say, you know, I get what I want out of sport and I'm making like money. Like I know life's not fair. I get like some people fall on hard times or aren't in the same position as me. Like why would I not use my blessing to be a blessing to somebody else? Because – Here's the deal, like, none of it's really mine. Like, we're only stewards of this, you know, thing called life for a moment. So, like, why wouldn't we do, like, the same thing that's been done for us? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Like, like not saying, like, even though we might work hard and earn earn what we get, it's still not hard at the end of the day. Sure. You have to realize that, like, you know, how life works, how this whole universe works is kind of mystery and just kind of just being nice to other people when you can't. Yeah, man. Like chill, like chill. Being humble enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like just people that hoard things, and again, I don't. I want to sound like a socialist on this because I think it it can't be forced. You have to. It has to be an outpouring of your heart. Yeah, it can't be forced. It cannot be forced. But like my buddy Chael, like, like he's he's you know, almost twice my age, I think, or twenty years older than me, and that dude is so hospitable. That dude's way ahead of me in the game. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's been there, done that. At one point, was the highest paid fighter in the world. Like, that's crazy. But that guy, like, you know, like, when I fly out, like, you know, I I know, like, I can say, hey, chill, can I stay at your place, like, so I don't have to drive up in the morning. Like, I've done that. And he said yes. Like, he's allowed me to come to his house and have dinner. Like, this guy is so blessed, but he doesn't hoard it for himself. He knows that that blessing is not just his. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes with a lot of things, man. Like if a ble- if you're blessed, like don't let that blessing just be yours. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to just be yours. Yeah, yeah. Paint it forward. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how I uh, would choose to live my life, or I do choose to live my life, and and want to continue to do so. You know, because I realize like this isn't going with me when I leave, but I can do something that will. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Make the world just a little bit a better place than you left it. Sure, man. And we found it. Then you left it. Yeah. Doesn't make you want to watch the world burn. When you leave, the world will be a better place. That's how. That's what you just said. Hey man, we know that's true for some people. Yeah, this guy sitting next to me. Russell, you just get punched again. I just. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. No, the world. I didn't mean it, Russell. The world's gonna be a horrible place. Oh man, dude. What? Yeah. Huh? I was just gonna say, man, one of the best UFC cards I've I've seen. Um, yeah, this is a good one, man. I think the, the world needed it. 
we'll need some common sense sports. Dude, and then freaking Donald Trump gets on and he's like, we need our sports back. Thank you to the UFC, all this. I was like, yes, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. Freaking show, man. Great. Dude, I think that'd be a great place to leave it. You know, we got some errands to run. We got to go to the store, pick up some pork chops. We'll go over to... <laughs> So we're going to pick him up and then pick up some pork chops. Well, if you can, just pick up Russell. That's a pork chop. Marlo, I know, you, I know your podcast is very Christian-based, so I don't have to lie. <laughs> oh, man. I love you, Russell. Hey, you guys need to... Um, you guys... Uh, I know Carlos has been talking about it, but um, maybe if they come out here this summer or something out to Portland, you, you tag along, too. Oh, I can't. I'm, I'll, I'll come in here with homie drinks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Um, all right, man. Yeah, let's. Uh, dude, guess who's calling me right now? Joe. Dude, I was just about to bring up Joe. Holy spirit, dude. He's. All been, right, I gotta go. He's been messing with me. I love you, man. Bye. All right, guys. Well, that was a quick podcast today. I was pretty jacked up. I had some coffee, which is the only thing I've had all day. Um, yeah, man. UFC 249. One of the best cards I've ever seen. Crazy. Justin Gaethje, man. Um, stud. Henry Cejudo, stud, man. Everybody that won. Everybody that lost, man. Just a stud. A great card. Dana White. Dude. Freaking crazy. Um, yeah. Well, that's about it, man. If, uh, if you guys haven't yet, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a review. Comment. Um, share this with one person. If you have not yet, uh, go over to both my YouTube channels. Link in the bio of my Instagram or just type in It's All About Who You Know or Christian Robertson. Uh, subscribe both of those. Hit the notification bell. And, uh, yeah, go check out my vlogs every Thursday. So, uh, I love you guys. But uh, I think we're done here. <laughs>